I think I'm like fringe fuckboy. I think I'm like a, a, I think I'm a solid guy with fuckboy tendencies. It's not that great. something that normally I talk about in the intro with all of my guests, but I specifically excluded it from our intro, and that is the question of how the two of us met. (laughs) 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 How the two of us met. Well, technically, the first time we met was after some sort of party or something that Kazoo had, and you gave... Uh, me and Will a ride somewhere. I believe. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, you don't even know about this. No, you, I you don't. don't. You don't remember. No, That's, it's funny because I've been holding on to this. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, because you were like, "Oh, I'm gonna have this podcast, and I'm gonna ask this question." Yeah. I'm like, oh. And now you I'm having the... a gotcha moment pulled on myself. <laughs> yep. Surprise. What? Yeah, the first time I met you was you were sober at whatever this was. Mm-hmm. I I was not. <laughs> Neither was Will. And you gave us a ride somewhere. And I cannot remember. I think it, honestly, it might have been Vierta. Yeah. It was somewhere, because I know we went, we went down Genesee. Mm-hmm. And we were heading into the Claremont area. So it was somewhere in Claremont. So it was either Elko, Vierta. I mean, that's the only reason anyone goes to Claremont True. at night. Yeah, unless you're you going know. to like one of the sketchy strip clubs. Yeah, you know, Claremont, you know, my home. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up there too. It's no La Jolla. Yeah, <laughs> that's for fuck sure. But yeah, so you gave us a ride somewhere, and I like barely can remember. Did we talk? Like, I mean, you're talking to like the introvert guy who barely <laughs> says anything. So for me, yeah, we had a great conversation, and for you, like, it was probably like, yeah, he said like hi, oh my god, and thank you. But wow, yeah, I can't believe that, that was technically. Wait, why am I just hearing about this now? This has not come up at all. Because that was the technically the first time we met. But I didn't really like think it mattered because I remember weird ass shit like that. And most people don't because uh-huh. who gives a fuck? <laughs> right? I was probably like, why am I sober? This is the last time I agreed to do this. I, re- I remember a lot of weird first times I've met people. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, um, for example, the first time and... You brought them up earlier um, that I met uh, Stormy. Yeah, was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was at a, a football game, and her she was in the row behind me, and her friends kept like pushing her into me, mm-hmm. and I did not understand what the fuck was going on, and I just tried to like make sure that she was like, "Are you okay?" Yeah, like, "Are you okay?" Like, "Are you about to fall down these like cement steps that yeah, we use that's as a dangerous?" Right? It's a very scary tactic. And yeah, that was the first time I met her. Wow. But I have, I can remember like the first time I met a lot of people. Wow. That's why, you know, when people talk about first impressions, it's a big fucking deal. It's a big deal to you. Okay, well, what was the second time we met? (laughs) (laughs) So about... (laughs) (laughs) 
Back to the real question at hand. 12 years later, <laughs> I imagine, maybe less, yeah. maybe 10, uh, we went to a wedding, not together. Uh, <laughs> it was Will and Megan's wedding, episodes... Like three and four. Three and four, there you go. So their wedding, <laughs> and... God, what was it? It was the first night, mm -hmm. right, that uh, me and Kazoo got in. Oh, and so, so. Uh, so everyone was just fresh off the plane, kind of wiped out. And we all went out to like a little dinner, mm -hmm. right? And yeah, then we uh, <laughs> I think I introduced myself. Yeah. Like I didn't know who you are. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, like when I first saw you, I did not recognize you for the life of me. Yeah. Which but I was like, I was like, you looked familiar, but like, mm -hmm. I didn't like, I just didn't put it together. And then yeah. you said your name and I was like, well, I'm a dipshit. Um, no, because I remember you introduced yourself and I didn't recognize you at first. And then you said your name and I think I said, oh, wow. Because I was like, I know who this is, but I just really didn't recognize you and I did a poor job of it. Like, I'm hiding the fact that I didn't recognize you. I mean, I basically did the same thing. I was like, hi, I'm Nick. And you're like, I'm Leslie. And I was like, god damn it. I fucking know who you are. <laughs> that was fucking stupid. <laughs> so I, I did not realize that you did not recognize me that, that oh, much. Oh, I thought it was obvious. No. I think I was so embarrassed by the whole um, deal that I just kind of like... Went red face and tried to sit down as quickly as Aww. I could. No, it was kind of like I think we were just on the same page. Where as soon as you said your name, I was like, "Oh, duh!" <laughs> right. But just wasn't thinking about it. And again, we hadn't seen each other in like nine or twelve years. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whatever the legal age limit is for me to be drinking alcohol, and the last time she saw me, <laughs> <laughs> what's the statute limitation on underage drinking? I don't know. She probably looked that better up. Better be safe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, so that was that was the first time we quote unquote met. Okay. With like an actual introduction. Yes. So we all started eating and drinking Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Mm -hmm. Not to be confused with Vallarta Express. Yes, Vallarta will <laughs> not Vallartas. Anyways. <laughs> San Diego joke. So uh, so yeah, we we were drinking and stuff. Everyone's having a great time and. Was that the Netflix party night? Was that the first night? Probably? Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what? So what it was is we were all eating dinner, and then outside on the beach there was a Netflix closing party mm -hmm. for like you know crew and stuff like yeah. that, and they were just really just turning it up on the beach right outside the hotel. Living life. And we tried to crash it. It was a group of like six of us, I think. That yeah. really. It just, was a pretty big group. It might have even been more. Like six was the initial. Yeah, I think yeah. six like had the balls to like make the first move, and mm -hmm. then like the others kind of like Trickle slithered. In. Yeah, slithered in. Slithered is a better yeah. adjective for that. But the problem was like we didn't really infiltrate the party. We just kind of infiltrated the outside area. Mm -hmm. So we we never were really accepted by the Netflix group, nope. and they kind of all just like universally turned around, <laughs> and all at once just. Just, I fucked the shit out of all of us. Not in a sexy way. Yes. It was an intimidating I fuck. Yeah. Major gnarly I fuck. And pretty much just turned into like the, you're not welcome here. Don't yeah. come any closer. And then eventually the security realized, hey, you guys don't belong here. Yeah. So the Puerto Vallarta security guys, which are, you know, just a couple locals in some t-shirts, are basically <laughs> like, hey, you group of six to... 12 people need to get out of here. You clearly don't look like the Netflix type. Yeah. yeah. 
So we basically go 20 feet away, and that's fair, fair enough for them to be like, you're out of the party. Yeah. And basically everybody decides they're all tired and they're all going to go to sleep. Yeah. Except for two of us. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, yeah, no, it's not the two you're thinking of. Not the two you're thinking. It was me and my friend Kazoo. I was one of the late ones. <laughs> but I had a good reason. I was going on this whole day-long excursion the following day. And so I was like, I want to enjoy this excursion. Also, we were like ziplining and walking across tightropes and all this other crazy unsafe stuff. So I was like, I need to bring my A-game. Like, I can't be over and tired if I'm going right. to be ziplining in a Puerto Vallarta excursion. <laughs> so I was like, no, I can't go out, but have fun. And then Nick went on his rampage to find other people. Only fun because <laughs> The real story behind it is that Leslie was having a lovely evening with our friend Poolside, okay. dipping their feet in the pool together. And I was <laughs> telling Kazoo that like, hey, she seemed down to go out and do stuff. We should like, you know, like see if she's down to go do stuff mm -hmm. and get your mind out of the gutter, people. I mean, like go explore Mexico. Go explore the city. God, you sick bastards. <laughs> <laughs> but really it was like, hey, like, let's see if they want to, like, go explore Mexico. We should go to, like, do stuff. Like, see who wants to go. And he was mm -hmm. like, no, dude. Like, stop trying to, like, get in there. And I'm like, stop bro. Stop trying to get in there. Like, I'm just trying to go fucking have fun. We're in Mexico. My yeah. first time in Mexico. Let's yeah. go rage. <laughs> so, eventually, Kaz and I start fighting. <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, everybody starts going off to bed. Yes. And me and Kaz are still fighting on the way to the elevator. And we get back to our room. And we're like, we do like the whole kind of like partially drunk, like, I'm sorry, bro. I'm Aww. sorry, bro. Like, let's go rage. Yeah. And so me and Kazoo went out and raged till about four or five in the morning the next morning. So impressive. Yeah. And then the, the story of the next morning was, did you guys make up with your couple quorum? Did yes. you guys have some good makeup sex? And we were like, fuck you guys. Because they literally were sharing a room. Yeah, we're like, fuck you guys, you 9 p.m. sleeping motherfuckers. <laughs> Glad you flew to Mexico to go to sleep. Okay, that is only one night, and yes, most people were very lame, but I made up for the second night. Yeah, okay, so we get to the second night, and there's like a scheduled rehearsal dinner. Yeah, yeah, that one. It's the rehearsal dinner. So there was like a dinner before the rehearsal dinner for like mm -hmm. a specific group of people, mm -hmm. and... The first time I saw Leslie that night is I'm with all the boys. We're like semi-dressed up, not really. Mm -hmm. And then you look in the middle of this like courtyard and there's two women walking in the middle of the courtyard all done up, looking all, you know, scrumptious. Wow, what an adjective. <laughs> and one of them is Leslie and the other is her roommate for mm -hmm. this trip. And they're all done up all nice. Like they're, they're really in the, uh, the wedding season mood. You know what I mean? They're really really putting out a nice vibe leaning in yeah just going for it all of a sudden i i mean myself personally i'm starting to feel a little scrubby because at this point <laughs> i am like <laughs> slacks in a t-shirt dress <laughs> and she's like dressed to the nines as the uh people would call it <laughs> i'm blushing and then you know we go through the speeches and then we get to the end of all the stuff and all the shmear shmear sorry will sorry i'm trying to like <laughs> Blow through your like big moment. I know. Just trying to rush this podcast because we're way over. We've, yeah, we've been recording for about six hours. It's really crazy. 
I yeah. have to drive back to LA tonight. We've been recording for like seven hours. It's 11 p.m. I it's, work tomorrow. We're, we're, just, we're just living it to the fullest. Yeah, we both work tomorrow morning. And we're just like, eh, fuck it. Whatever. Yeah. This is worth it. This is hilarious. We're having a great time. Hope you guys are enjoying listening. <laughs> yeah, all five of you. Yeah. <laughs> I, if you're still in, honestly, real fan. Yeah. Or a real one. Yeah. We'll, we'll sign something and send it to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so we get through that second uh, night, the rehearsal dinner night, and then it turns into like, again, Mexico Nick, just the full extrovert. <laughs> it's a different person. The whole extrovert of my life has just come out. Like he's yes. just been hiding for 28 years and he's like, fuck it, this is my time. This is my time to shine. Viva la raza. You know, he's <laughs> fucking going for it. And he comes out and he's like, what are we doing tonight? Where are we fucking going? Yes. And then, you know, <laughs> Kaz is always down. Always. He always says he's not down. He is always down. Mm-hmm. And there's no redacted on his name. No, no. He deserves That's this call out. That's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. You know, I mean, it kind of is. But I mean, it's cool. <laughs> it because is. it's Kaz. So, again, we have this whole rehearsal dinner party. And out of the whole party of 30 shenanigans people... A total of four are willing to continue the night, and it is 11 o'clock at night. And also keep in mind, this was a very young wedding. Like, yeah. a lot of weddings, it's like, oh, you have, like, your aunties and your, like, old uncles and the grandma. No, I feel like they didn't invite many of their family members, so everyone there was, like, 35 and under. It was very strange. Right. Although I will say, and this becomes relevant, we were maybe the only four single people at the wedding. There was a lot more single people than I think initially. Really? Well, yeah. If you like, if you deeply think about it, there was a lot of single people. They just didn't give a fuck enough to like make the effort to go out and do stuff. Because I guess I was under the impression that like everyone was coupled up, but maybe everyone just acted coupled up. Your number one guest was single, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the friend of yours who was dipping your toes together the he, first night. Yeah, he was single. Single. You're right, you're right. Right? Both of us were single. Mm-hmm. Kazoo was single. Yes. Your roommate was single. Yeah. There was, there was enough people that... Could have gone out. Yeah. You're right. They just chose not to. They yeah. chose the... The lame life. Yeah, the hotel life. Which, don't get me wrong, a hotel bed is pretty goddamn nice. It was a nice bed. Yes, it was. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. So we end up going and getting in a cab and just having the cab driver take us anywhere. Mm-hmm. Which Always a good idea in Mexico. Yes. Brilliant idea. Just tell the cab driver, take me wherever. I don't care. <laughs> I am not asking yeah. questions. Brilliant travel tips for mm-hmm. those of you planning to go to Mexico anytime soon. Yes. If so, coronavirus won't get you, yeah. the cab driver will. So he was planning on taking us to, I believe it was Senor Frogs mm-hmm. or some yeah. some random like, like touristy sounding place. Right. And then we were driving down this like main strip in the back of their taxi cab is like a Honda Civic hatchback from like mm-hmm. 2001. And we drive by this place and the music is bumping. There's lights. There's mm-hmm. like a whole scene. And we drive two blocks past that and we asked him, how much longer to the next place? And he goes, oh, 25 minutes. And we're like, nah. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, we don't got that in us. Can we just... Yeah, let us out. So he takes us over there. And we get there and it's just like... Just like just like we saw when we drove by. Just music bumping. And there's an open pool table. Yeah. And we just kind of just naturally gravitated to that. And we're like, all right, let's play. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I had my brilliant introverted brain going. And I had zero interest that... 
you know, somebody out of the four of us might have been into me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that somebody else besides Kaz might have been into me. And I had zero clue. And the first kind of hint was when the teams divided. It was <laughs> you and I versus Kazoo and your roommate. Yes. And then uh, it kind of turned into some like light flirting. But like nothing really had like, you know, crazy had happened. Mm-hmm. I would, right? Like from your side of it. Yeah. No. No, I, oh, you're asking for my opinion. <laughs> yeah. So I have an interesting opinion because I remember being like, obviously, Kazoo is into my roommate. And so I was like, oh, man, I feel bad for this guy. And now he's stuck being like a wingman and he has to hang out with me all night. I literally felt bad. Oh. Yeah. I it was really, a pity hangout. No, I, it wasn't a pity hangout from my perspective. It was a pity hangout. No, what I was saying was that I was like, I bet Kazoo talked to Nick. And was like, hey, I really like her roommate, so I'm going to partner up with her. And so you just keep her occupied. Her oh. So that's what I thought. And then I was like, oh, but like, he's so nice. And like, I remember there were one or two times where like, you offered me some of your drink or then like, you bought me a drink. And I was like, oh, well, like, at least he's not making me feel like he's just here because like, he has to be. And then as the night progressed, I feel like there were one or two things that were said that were more and more flirty. And I was like... Oh, he's like really taking this wingman thing like to the next level. Like, you don't have to say that. <laughs> well, so well, so what really was happening is I don't think Kaz had a target at all. Mm-hmm. I think we were just kind of like, well, I'll speak for myself, but initially I was just down to go out and just whatever mm-hmm. happened happened. You know, I just wanted to go out and do shit, yeah. get crazy, mm-hmm. you know, have a story for the back pocket. <laughs> I went crazy in Puerto Vallarta. That's my story. I'll tell it a million times. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that way people don't think I'm a total loser <laughs> who hangs out in his house 24-7. It's 23-6. Yeah. Changing the, the record? Sure. Yeah, changing the game. I honestly felt like you almost started coming on to me more. Like I'm, really? I, yeah, because I was just what down. What did I do? I, you just got like the way you were saying things and you were like asking for help on how to shoot and That's stuff. Cool. Yeah, well, so am I. I'm, you were better than me. I don't know, just the way you were asking about stuff, I was like, is she flirting with me? And it, like, meanwhile, like Kaz and, and your roommate at the time are just doing their own thing, and mm-hmm. I'm sitting here like, well, you know, she's cool. Like, let's just let's just keep doing whatever's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're sitting here playing pool, and I swear to God, I'm the only one who saw this the first time. Okay. A big red blur. Oh my God. Yes. Walks yes. past the glass windows oh. outside of the pool table we're sitting at. And I'm sitting here and I literally turned to all three of them and I'm like, Did you motherfuckers just see that? Like straight Samuel L. Jackson, like motherfucker. Like, did you motherfuckers just see that shit? I'm like, I don't know what that was. I think I just saw the devil. Like Diablo. Yeah, I'm like, that's and everyone's like, dude, are you drunk already? Like, could you do her? And I'm like, no, you'll know because you'll be carrying me when I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I will be speaking Spanish, which is real bad for everybody. <laughs> but yeah, I straight up said I saw something fucked up. I saw something, <laughs> I saw something fucked up. That's not normal. <laughs> so anyway, we finished our games of pool and we're kind of like, well, let's go to do some dancing. And when I say we, I mean the two girls and Kaz. <laughs> <laughs> and Kaz. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we decide... To ask the bartender, hey man, is there a place like nearby where there's dancing? He's like, yeah, go next door. Mm -hmm. He sends us next door 
and we get in, and for me, this is my first time in like a giant club experience. Mm -hmm. And this is where, you know, when Leslie becomes a giant podcast star, there can be videos and pictures. I got videos and pictures of all this stuff. It was like overwhelmingly... Like lights everywhere. It was wild. Yeah, like like we're talking a packed house. Yeah. This place was crazy. It was crazy to think that we were next door and didn't realize that all that was happening. Right. Right Abs- next to us. Absolutely insane. And we're talking like every level of this club was so packed. We had to like wiggle through crowds, mm-hmm. and I'm bumping into people like a bouncy ball, <laughs> and it is driving me insane. And you also had to take into context. That both the girls are now extremely drunk. (laughs) (laughs) To put it lightly. That is not dramatic. (laughs) Because here's what happened next. So we end up getting up to the VIP area. And you know how we did that? Not me and Kaz being two good looking (laughs) single guys. Nope, it was the two cute single girls who managed to sneak their way into a private wedding party (laughs) VIP area. And at first, Kazoo and I were standing outside like, we really shouldn't go up there unless we're invited in, even though they're in there. We'll just keep an eye on them. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, after like 20 minutes of the ladies flirting with all the guys, they welcomed us in with open arms to the point where I actually have pictures on my phone of the happy couple and their wedding pictures. All of us bonded quite a bit. Very and quickly. You have me and my roommate to thank. Yes. We made new friends that night. And we got some free alcohol. I Did do. Did we need it? No. No. But we got it. We got tons of free alcohol. Well, and by we, I mean mostly the ladies. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure a couple of those guys in that wedding party had some interesting intentions with the pretty ladies. Interesting intentions. <laughs> you sound like a grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> so... Next thing you know, like, out of a fucking movie, that red blob shows up again. Yeah. <laughs> and I also have to clarify that I cannot see shit. I'm almost legally blind in Aww. my right eye. And I've also been drinking. So it's, I'm just seeing this red blob again, and I'm like, look, you motherfuckers. There it is. Again, straight Samuel L. Jackson, motherfuckers. Look, he's, <laughs> he's back. He's fucking, what is that thing? And it's like, oh, it's the fucking Who devil. No thing? big deal. And it is this dude who's like six foot three. Yeah. Totally painted red in a devil outfit. It was a very ornate costume, honestly. I have a photo with it. And the crowd loves him. He is like the hype man. He's the little John of this crowd. <laughs> like they're. Oh, Diablo lo- is muy popular. He, muy. And they are loving this guy. And he is going around this club. Everyone's getting pumped with the devil, taking pictures, doing shots. I mean, it is getting weird. Yeah. It was weird. From what I remember, which isn't much. Yeah. And of all the things that I do remember Leslie saying that night was, I want a picture with the devil. (laughs) (laughs) And I got one. And, yeah, I had to go hunt down the devil. Because at this point, she is now not walking. She is sitting down. Just not, like pointing. I'm like, yeah, oh, Diablo, yeah, just Diablo. that drunk point where like it's almost like a circular motion, yes. which makes zero sense directionally, but uh-huh. you just kind of just... You, you get it. Yeah. Everybody's been there. It's all good. No need to feel embarrassed. 
and she just directionally points towards the big red blob, <laughs> El Diablo. I need a picture. So me being the like not super drunk superhero that I am decides I'm going to go wrangle in this Mexican devil and see how this goes. And he was so game. Yeah. And he came over, he took a bunch of pictures with her. Like he stood there for at least five minutes. It was amazing. And I, I'm going to be honest, I didn't remember taking the picture until Nick showed me the next day. And <laughs> it is wild. Like, you kind of look and you would imagine that, like, he had stolen my soul. Because the look <laughs> behind my eyes is just, like, a little bit dead. Honestly, it was, like, really sad. Yeah, it got, it got dark really quick. <laughs> I'm so sad. Oh, but it was a great photo. <laughs> so I'll post it one day. <laughs> so El Diablo takes his pictures and scurries off and now it's getting later and the girls keep getting free drinks and me and Kaz are just trying to like be a little cautious and it gets to the so point dramatic. where we have now kind of sobered up a little bit mm -hmm. at least I have yeah. but the girls are still going ham so now your roommate is trashed mm -hmm. and she decides no I have this wrong you are trashed. Okay. You are absolutely smashed and you decide to go to the bathroom. That's true. But at this time, your roommate has decided that she is ready to get the fuck out of here because those guys have become too much. Too creepy. Yeah. So the plan is to get out into a cab and get back ASAP. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The problem is they got a cab, but you were nowhere to be found. Who knows where I was. So the the thing became... Me looking through this crowd of 200 or more people trying to find <laughs> this tiny, short woman <laughs> with their hair bobbing through the crowd. Oh and somehow, on like the second level of the other side of the club, I saw your hair wow. bobbing over there. Oh my gosh. And I ran over there. I'm honestly impressed. And I grabbed you. And I said, we're leaving right now. And you're like, oh my God. Like, and I was like, oh, she's... What do you mean, oh my God? Oh, you were gone. You were at this point obliterated. Oh like, if you think your eyes in that devil picture looked a little no, questionable... I feel I sound like such a disaster. <laughs> but that's what's cool about it, is we were in Mexico. It's a great time to be a disaster. Yeah. So, so I pull you out. And that this time, Kazoo comes out with us because I waved him out. Mm -hmm. And now your roommate is gone. Oh, shit. Yeah, so your roommate's gone. So, But we had the cab hailed. Mm -hmm. So you and I got in the cab and mm -hmm. I was like, just go find go find her roommate, Kazoo. Just go, mm -hmm. go in there and make sure she's not, you know, dead. <laughs> and so you and I headed back and you mm -hmm. were like falling asleep like instantly in the cab. Yeah, and sounds about right. Yeah, and we get back, and I, like, walked you up to the elevator, and we took it up to your floor. We were on different floors. Mm -hmm. And I was like, are you okay? And you're like, yeah, I think I'm fine from here. And I was like, okay, good night. And then I went back to my room, mm -hmm. and then, sure enough, Kazoo and your roommate come back, mm -hmm. and they're like, what the fuck are you doing in here? <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean, dude? And they're like... Bro, she was like clearly interested in you and like all this stuff. And I'm like, nah, you guys are tripping, dude. Uh, she was just being nice. I'm like, I was being nice. Mm -hmm. He's like, bro, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's kind of on par. Like, okay, that's fair. Yeah, I'm like, it's right on par with everything else I've said. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, 
And yeah, they were like, you need to like go up there and like, you know, at least go like hang out with her for the night or something. Mm -hmm. And I was like, in my head, I was like, yeah, they just want the room to bang. <laughs> That's fair. That's <laughs> which what is, I thought too. Yeah, which is fair. So I was like, all right, guys, I'm going to grab my room key and I'm going to leave. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. And so I go upstairs and she's now officially out of her like clubby kind of dress and she's yeah, in like, in pajamas. yeah, and she's in pajama mode and I uh, knocked on the door and she kind of gave me that look like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> it was partially, I still, even though I didn't see myself, I feel like I still remember the look I gave you. Because it was peering, partially being like, I'm wearing my glasses now, my vision is a little off. And then also being like so drunk and being like, I was about to go to bed and just like confused. Um, so yeah, it was definitely a little bit of side eye, but not like, what the fuck are you doing here? It was more like, what is happening? Right. Which for those at home is basically, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> 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 and, I mean, I thought once you left in the elevator, I was like, oh, okay, that's it. Yeah, I mean, hey, so did I. I did not think you were that interested. And I wasn't going to push the envelope considering you were, like, obliterated. This was and, a lawsuit waiting now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I knocked on the door and I was like, uh, hey, so uh, you want to, like, I don't know, go to sleep together? <laughs> I remember you said, do you want to cuddle? Yeah. Really yeah, cute. yeah, yeah, I definitely said that. I can't, yeah, I was trying to make it sound. It looks very sheepish, too. I I was drunk, but not too drunk. <laughs> I was, I, yep, I definitely said, Do you want to cuddle? Because I'm definitely a cuddler. <laughs> so, yep, busted. Um, also, that was like a smart move because then it was like, Oh, he's not trying to get in my pants, he's just trying to cuddle, even though you know, but whatever. Yeah, it was like a, <laughs> a nicer way. Uh, rather than just being like, can I get hey, in? We went to sleep that night. Yeah, we did. We cuddled the shit out of each other. <laughs> it was very intense cuddling. But it was like all PG. It was really nice. And I feel like you mentioned, and you can correct me if this is wrong, but I feel like you were like, yeah, you were too drunk. So that was all that could happen. <laughs> that was definitely part of it. But I also was like just totally down for like the uh, canoodling session. And then, yeah, that's kind of uh, that, that's where we let the cat out of the bag. I guess to fast forward a little bit. So at the end of the trip, it was probably a five day trip for me, four day trip for you. And yeah. so the last day was when Nick and most people had gone. The only people who were still there were obviously Will and Megan, the couple who got married, and then this other couple. So it was five of us. And so the remaining five went on this taco tour. And on the taco tour, I had a moment alone with Will and I was like, Will, um, I have something to tell you. And he was like, oh, you and Nick? He's like, I already know. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? And he's like, everyone knows. So, so the catch behind this whole story is that initially everybody thought I was the red devil <laughs> and they thought that I had literally painted myself red <laughs> and gone out to Mexico dressed as the devil. That so really when says I, a lot about how extroverted you were on that trip. That that's people insane. thought you were capable of that. Right. I don't know what happened to me in Mexico. I must have drank the water. I couldn't <laughs> tell you. But it was absolutely unreal that I managed to convince people. I painted myself red and danced around Mexico. <laughs> taking photos with club <laughs> Yeah, taking photos with, with people all over this club. It was insane. That was the first thing that got brought up to breakfast. That The craziest thing is I hadn't told anybody about that experience at all before so we went to breakfast the next morning. Did Kazoo show the photos? So I think Kazoo posted something on Snapchat or Instagram, 
And that was enough to let the whole yeah, wedding party. Know. Yeah. So the whole wedding party, not just like our limited group of like, you know, Will's friends, mm-hmm. like the whole wedding party was like, that's the fucking devil. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> like, no, that looks nothing like me. Honestly, respect though. <laughs> it's a legend that lives on forever. So funny. So yeah, I was here being like, okay, well, first of all, I didn't want to be that person who like goes to a wedding and it's like, oh my God, she hooked up with somebody. And first of all, I don't really know why I cared because I didn't know any of these people, but I was just like, I don't want anyone to know. And so we go to the wedding the next day and I'm still in, under this false pretense that like nobody knows anything happened at all. Little do I know, everyone knows and everyone was gossiping during the whole wedding. Well, to be fair, nobody knew until we were dancing at the wedding. That's when people knew. Nobody had a clue mm-hmm. that we were hanging out at all. Yeah. Kazoo and your roommate, that was out in the open very mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. But nobody knew about us because one of how quiet I am normally, mm-hmm. they just thought I dressed up like the devil. They didn't <laughs> that know. Was that. Yeah, they didn't know that like there was anything after or mm-hmm. like any sort of like room canoodling. Mm-hmm. It was just strictly like he dressed up like the devil and danced around like a fucking dipshit. <laughs> and, and only half of that story's right. So <laughs> <laughs> so the other half was that we go to the wedding and like initially I go to the wedding and I'm like, oh, I'm probably just going to take it kind of easy, you know, <laughs> just kind of like, you know, eat my food, dance a couple times, take it easy. But fast you know, forward. yeah, fast forward and the alcohol has kicked in from the, the wedding. And now there's a lot of dancing going on. It was wild. It was nuts. It was so great. Yeah. And it was for a multitude of reasons. Like, I could go on about this. I talked to Megan about this specifically. I, like, gushed over all the great planning that she did that made it so amazing. But, like, I don't know. It was just, like, really cool. I've never danced that much at a wedding. Like, I had no interest in, like, stopping and sitting to talk to people. I was just, like, I'm on the dance floor from start to finish. And then they had this party boat that took us back (laughs) to the main resort because the actual wedding was... I don't think it was on an island. It was just on a a remote part of the beach that we couldn't get to by foot or by car. But yeah, we had to take a boat there and back. And even on the boat back, it was like you were just raging. Just imagine like your typical wedding reception just being on a a boat that's doing like an hour-long journey across the very calm sea. Mm -hmm. Actually, that's bullshit. It was not calm. It wasn't calm because we kept almost falling over. Yeah, a lot of people were almost like eating shit on this, including myself. And I think there's video footage of that, which you can hit up Will for if you really really hate me enough to to watch (laughs) me eat shit or do stuff or almost eat shit or do stupid shit. Trust me, there's footage. Will has it. So yeah, that is how we met. <laughs> yeah, that is that is our so, infamous how we met story. Yeah, I feel like I was I was not as drunk as I was night one, but I was still drunk the night of the wedding. And so, I was fucked up the night of the wedding. Yeah, I was trapped. Really I was super fucked up. I just, I, I still have a shirt. I'm missing buttons. <laughs> like it is it is bad. There's that was video. Not me, f- by the way. It was yeah that time. It, <laughs> there's there's video footage of me dancing. And any, like, realm of sobriety I have does not allow that footage to exist. Like, that (laughs) camera ends up in the ocean. Yeah, I wasn't as fucked up that night, so we both had our nights of being the more fucked up person. But I was still drunk enough the night of the wedding to be like, we're being really subtle. (laughs) No one knows. And it's like, no, you were not. Yeah, and then the next morning it's like, (laughs) you guys hooked up. And we're like, what? what? Us? Yeah. Yeah, so that is the main reveal after all this talk. Surprise! 
And I guess beyond the wedding, so I guess the remainder of what I wanted to talk to you about is kind of how things unfolded afterwards. And so I remember Will is such a sensitive and great guy and really invested in his friend's relationship status. And so during the taco truck, I make this big revelation, which it turns out is not a revelation at all because he knew. And so he's like, yeah, so like, do you think it was just a Mexico thing? Do you want to see him again? And honestly, I was like, yeah, I would like to see him again. But I was like, I didn't say these words, but I was like, you're just, like, just a fuckboy. Like, that's not going <laughs> to happen. And I remember being like, he said he would, but, like, who knows? Yeah, we talked about it before your taco truck thing, and you're like, so would you like to continue this back home? And I was like... I didn't say that. It was... So, yeah, it was something... I would never be that forward. It was very forward. It was something along those you lines. You said it. I don't think I said that. I didn't say that. I definitely didn't say it. It was definitely no, you. No, it was yes, it was no, you. What I yes, because, because was, no, 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 because you were very upfront during our whole relationship about like what you like or about the steps, right? So like the first one was like when we were at in Mexico, you're like, so would you like to continue this back home? I would never say that. You did when we were at that place that was like walking distance from the hotel, the place we went and got dinner. Or whatever with Kaz, and then he bailed. You didn't say that. You do. Oh, I'm so positive you did. No. Because so you said that, and I was like, yeah, I would, I would really like to do that. And then the second time that you kind of like took the fucking charge of it was when we were in LA and we just walked Santa Monica. We went to that one bar. I still remember. Yeah, the cereal alcohol. It was Nighthawk. Great bar. Right, so we went there, and at that place was when you asked me if you wanted to be exclusive. No, okay. absolutely. No, let, let me tell I you. I will not. I you can say whatever you want. I am a hundred percent sure that's how it went. Okay. Like a hundred. You're not wrong about the timing of that, but let me backtrack. And I will say that I think when we were in Mexico, I remember the conversation being like, "Yeah, this is really tough because like you live in San Diego, I live in LA." Right. And you said, "Well, we'll make it work. I want to see you again." That sounds like something I would say. Not but I feel like, like I but I feel like I you. think you said it first. No. I think you started the initial conversation. Like maybe, but I didn't say I would love to continue seeing you. I think I mean, that's just not in my. I think at all I think it was something along those lines where like you started the conversation and then I kind of finished it with something like that. I'm almost positive that you were the one that like kickstarted the whole like okay. the which, only because thing... because you know my opinion on distance mm -hmm. and even L.A. to San Diego is not ideal for me. Yeah, but I think that I didn't know your full opinion then and so when you were like, oh, we'll make it work, that's when I was like, oh. Now knowing my opinion on distance, you would think that I would not initiate that kind of conversation knowing that I'm already against the whole distance thing. So I that's why anything. I think you started it and I was sitting there like, yeah, she's pretty cool. I would like to like dive into this. But, I, the, but me starting the conversation is different than me saying I would like to continue seeing you. I feel like if anything, what I could see happening more so is that I feel like you were probably trying to hook up. And I was like, what? I, I was like, no, I wasn't going to see you again. The funniest thing is I wasn't until... Well, Don't then, lie to me. Don't lie on this you remember podcast. The, do you remember the morning? Do you remember what yes. happened in the morning? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't complain in the morning. <laughs> Shut 
up. Yeah, I remember exactly what happened because I wasn't drunk anymore. But right. I remember you being like, we should just have sex word for word. And I was like, ew, this guy's such a fuckboy. I was like, I barely know him. Damn, the fuckboy thing hits so hard. I don't know why. Because that's... Yeah, I, that was literally my thought. I was like, I, oh, I thought he was a nice I guy. I think I'm like, like I think I'm like fringe fuckboy. I think I'm like, a, a, I think I'm a solid guy with fuckboy tendencies. It's not that great. It's not that great, but it's a lot better than just like, he's a well, fuckboy. Yeah, but I guess when someone says that to you and it's like, oh, I've known you for like a day and a half, I guess maybe two and a half days if you want to count the time I drove you home to work. To I, I will count it. You can get away with that. Yeah. But I'm just like, I, yeah, I was like, oh, I feel like he's a fuckboy. Without giving detail, you're making it seem like I just was like, oh, oh, have sex with me. Oh, and you're just like, no, I'm never going to see you again. So like, stop it. Okay. You were very happy. Let me just put it that like you were extremely happy with how our weekend went and I was very happy and you just said it and I was cool with it because like I can like it was just funny because like you talk about girls sending the first message on online dating apps mm -hmm. like that was a very like girl sending the first message on online dating apps move but you just did it in person and me being introvert I was like okay well like at least she's not playing games she knows what she wants and i was like fuck yeah i'm i'm for it like you're dope like let's fucking do this okay so out of curiosity had i not said that would it not have happened that's an interesting question i i don't think i've ever thought of that i haven't either because i didn't really realize i said it you know honestly i can't give you a for sure answer because let's say you didn't say it i know we were already kind of planning to like our plan was to go back to your hotel room and drink that free bottle of tequila you didn't drink. Yes. Right? So we were already kind of planning on doing that. So if you never asked, I don't know. Like, who knows? Maybe, like, I asked eventually. Didn't I say it after we were back at the hotel? No. When we were at that restaurant, we sat there for, like, a hot minute. And then you said it while you were there. That's when you said it. I really don't remember that. That's and I mean, you have such a clear memory of it that I, I have no choice. Like, I believe yeah, you. There's not a lot of things that, like, I really remember very, like, clearly. Yeah. And that's one of the few oh. things. Because if you think about it, that was really, like, the start of our relationship was mm -hmm. you saying, was like, you'd like to continue this. So that's why, like, I remember it pretty clearly. There was that. And like I said, the moment after we walked Santa Monica where you were like, would you like to be exclusive? And I was like, fuck yeah. Okay, that I will also say I remember it a little bit differently. I feel like okay, Well, I feel like I'm paraphrasing the last one. I didn't say would you like to be exclusive. I feel like we were dancing around the topic and just hadn't come up yet, even though we've been talking for like, I don't know, maybe a month at that point. And so we go to that place to get the drinks and I remember the whole weekend I was like Honestly, the reason why I was so hesitant to believe that I said I would like to continue seeing you. Yeah. I am not usually that girl, honestly. And I'm usually like, I want the guy to make the first move. Right. Almost all the time. So that's why that was surprising to me, especially hearing that it happened not even on the drunken night of the wedding, but on the night that I was the most sober. Almost right. 100% sober. Right. I think that's why I took it seriously. Because I think if you were like stumbling i don't think i would have taken it very seriously but yeah. this was like a night where we were both sober yeah and we had both at this point you know spent a couple nights together mm -hmm. and we were like enjoying each other's company to the point where you know you asked like and and i'm kind of like old school to like a lot of things mm -hmm. so for like you to have asked at first i was kind of like you know old school <laughs> <Miss Harlot>. <laughs> 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 I'm not saying like put an A on your jacket or something weird like that. I'm just saying like it was kind of, it caught me off guard. Yeah. And I was like, 
Well, yeah, like you're fucking cool. Like let's let's give this a shot. See what happens. Yeah. Okay. Well, so then to go to the the Venice restaurant <coughs> we went to, I feel like I was under that whole same traditional impression of like I don't want to be the one to ask and. I want to be exclusive, but I don't want to ask it directly. And so I think it had kind of come up as like, well, clearly we have something that we need to talk about. And then I was kind of, I remember jokingly being like, oh, like, what could that be? Like trying to play dumb, but obviously like, I know if we're talking about in that case. And then you were like, oh, well, about like what we're doing. Like you didn't, not you saying like, oh, like whether we're exclusive or not, or I want to be exclusive. It's just like, what is this kind of thing? So I feel like it came up that way rather than me being like, so I've been thinking about it and I want to be exclusive. Right. It wasn't like as direct. It was like a playful thing. Mm -hmm. And then it tried to turn into like, but you did say it first. You definitely said it first. Yeah. Like you're saying, you're right. You were definitely being like kind of playful and stuff. And I don't think you like seriously meant it when you said it. Like it wasn't like you said very direct. But you were like, yeah, I mean, or we could be like exclusive or whatever. And I was kind of like, yeah, like, let's be exclusive. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck it. Yeah. And you were like, wait, really? Like, that was, that was. I, that sounds more Yeah, like you definitely said yeah. like, wait, really? And I was yeah. like, yeah, absolutely. Like, let's yeah. do it. Like, we're, I do remember that. We're doing yeah. something fucking really cool here. Like, let's just, let's keep going. Yeah. So, okay. Well, now that we've ironed that all out. Yeah. Um, glad everybody has our dirty laundry quote unquote yeah just to say whatever ends up staying in this or not i will say i do not think nick is an actual fuck boy i just thought it momentarily yeah it it took like six months six months seven months it was a while it didn't feel that long i know because we had like like a couple months apart but it was like six or seven months we gave it like a pretty good run yeah and and i think yeah, I think it took... I, I think she finally figured out I wasn't a fuckboy by like month four. No, I didn't think he was a fuckboy. I actually was like, he's a really nice guy. I thought so, honestly. So do not come for him. He's much better than I painted him out to be at some certain points of that story. Um, so... <laughs> I'm a dick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You make a judgment for yourself. You Run, some, motherfuckers! You said some fucked up shit during this episode. I have said so. some fucked up shit, but I'm also kind of drunk. Not <laughs> not really anymore, to be honest. We, we After we, hour seven, we sobered up. But what I wanted to get to, for those of you who have been keeping score, Nick lived in Carlsbad when we met, and I live in Los Angeles. So, honestly... It's not that far, but I think the main issue was the fact that for your job, you work a lot of weekends because right. you work events. And so it's not just like, oh, this weekend will be here, this weekend will like be here. There are some weekends where you were working all weekends, and right. so you just couldn't hang out. Like I think towards the end, the second to last time we hung out before deciding to not be exclusive anymore, we didn't see each other for a month. Which right. was also crazy because we had just come off of like seeing each other for five days because we both were in San Diego for Comic-Con right. working in separate capacities. And then we had to go this whole month stretch without seeing each other, which was pretty rough because we had this like five day period where we were both together. And I remember there was like one day where I came back and like I was at the hotel for a little bit and then you came back for a little bit and we only overlapped for like 45 minutes. And then I went out with my coworkers and I was like, I've never lived with a significant other, but I was like, oh, this is what it would be like to live with someone you're dating. It's right. kind of nice just to be able to catch up on your day. Yeah. And then go, even if you go your separate ways, it's like you have that time together. Yeah, it was really great, actually. I really enjoyed that whole part of like, 
you guys go do your thing during the day, whether it's work or social stuff. And then you just come back together at the end of the night and you're both like, you know, it's, it's, it was, it was a great period of time. That's yeah. for sure. And, and I definitely enjoyed like every bit of it. Yeah, it was great, but then it actually made it even harder. So I would love to hear because you have very strong opinions on long distance dating. I do as well, but you've always held stronger opinions, I think, about what some of the difficulties were and if there were any upsides to being longer distance. In my opinion, I don't think there's much upside to distance at all. I, I, I honestly don't think there's any. Yeah. If you're going to date somebody, you should just be with them like mm -hmm. frequently. Otherwise, split. And if you guys really want to be together, you guys can get back together when you know the time is right and you're back in the same area or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And I think the month where we... We'd, I think we like we were on for like a month where we spent like a lot of time together. Yeah. And then there was like, like you said, like a whole month where like our weekends didn't line up yeah. and like all, it was, it was bad because personally I really did want to spend time with you mm -hmm. and I'm sure, and you felt the same yeah. and we just couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And, and it, I think that's like the hardest part is like wanting to do that mm -hmm. and wanting to do that for like a month straight and not being able to, yeah. it just made it, it just made things stressful. And then you and I had different uh, viewpoints on like texting and stuff yeah. and FaceTiming. Like I'm not, which is, it's probably mostly my fault from what I've been told for my entire life. Pretty much this is my communication skills suck. But, um, essentially if I'm doing a long distance thing, I do not really want to be texting all the time or mm -hmm. FaceTiming all the time because it makes the fact that they're not there or able to be there even harder for me because it just makes me want them there even more. Yeah. So when I am texting them daily or doing like a nighttime FaceTime and I hang up, it, it makes it harder for me. And I really struggled with that. Whereas I, I think from your side, you just enjoyed just hearing from me. And that was like enough for you to you know, like to make you happy. And you were like satisfied just getting a phone call. Whereas I just like... I am more of like, as you know, from our love language test, a mm -hmm. physical touch and yeah. quality time person. And unfortunately with distance, <laughs> I don't get two of my, my two top things. I will say though, um, I am the same too. So I understand where you're coming from. It's not like, I'm like, oh, I don't care about those things. Like I definitely do. Um, I don't know. I guess I can't really articulate why it helped because I do understand what you're saying. Like, it does exacerbate the fact that that person is like, oh, yeah, I had this great conversation and now I'm hanging up rather than just like, oh, we're going to go to sleep next to each other and they're still here. Right. Um, but I guess, I don't know. I think there was something about like wanting to share and at least having someone who you felt like you could share with regularly that like helped me a little bit, despite the fact that the distance was still hard for me. Yeah. And I think, like, one of the other things was, like, so we did that month stretch, mm -hmm. and then we finally got a weekend together. So what it was is I went to L.A. the weekend before my birthday, mm -hmm. but we had one more weekend in San Diego before that. Yeah. But yeah, then I right. think we also realized the schedules weren't going to line up for, like, three more weeks after that. It was something where, like, our schedules were, like, hosts, because I think you had planned to come down for it, mm -hmm. and I was like, I can't. Like, I work. I, I usually frequently work during my birthday, because... Mm -hmm. You know, fuck my life. And so, like, I think it was something like, 
like I think we kind of looked at our schedule. So we did the month of not seeing each other. We saw each other. I think it was like two weeks. Mm -hmm. Like somebody could do the math if they really want to be an asshole about this. Mm -hmm. But it was like there was like a gap where we couldn't see each other. Mm -hmm. Then like there was one more weekend here and there was one more in LA. And then I think we tried to line up our schedules again. And I was like, it's not, we're, we're fucked for like three more weeks. Yeah. And I was like, I was pretty frustrated Again, because, like, we were having such a great time, and I really don't do well with, like, it's like a frustration. It's not, like, sexual or anything. It's just, like, you know, I'd really like to spend time with this person, and, like, the ability of, or the lack of ability of, of doing that, it just made it, it was really frustrating. And it just kind of seemed like our schedules were never going to line up because of how often I work weekends, and that was the only time you had it off. Yeah. I feel like there could be a lot of people who are listening and they're like, shut the fuck up. Like, you lived two hours apart. What's the big deal? But again, just really want to hammer home the schedule thing. But then also the larger issue being that at the time, I just started a new job like two, three months prior. And um, so I wasn't about to move because I was like, this is a great job. And like, I'm not saying I'll be in this job forever, but I can't say at this time, oh, I'm going to move in X number of months. Right. And then on the other side, Nick hates LA with a passion. I do. I hate LA with a motherfucking passion. <laughs> Another Samuel L. Jackson drop for you guys. Um, anybody who wants to edit that at home and every time I've dropped motherfucking, you can please... Just do a super cut. Yeah, just dub over Samuel L. for me so it actually sounds like moderately cool. <laughs> But yeah, I hate LA with a passion. I cannot think of a single time I've gone to LA besides to see her that I really enjoyed it at all. Like everything about it for me is is miserable. Like the amount of people, the traffic, the fact that you can't go somewhere that's 10 minutes away and it takes 40 minutes. Like that's fucking mind blowing to me. Like I don't I don't even do well in San Diego traffic and LA traffic's a whole other shithole. So doing LA and it's congestion and it's, and it's like, there's nowhere to fucking park. You know, it's like, there's nothing, <laughs> there's so many negatives about LA and it drives me nuts. And on like, it, it's just, she could have been in Long Beach and who knows, it might've gone totally different, but it was just something about like the congestion and like tiny streets and cars everywhere. And I'm just like losing my mind it sucks and it's if you think about it it's almost like four hours of commuting just to like go see my girlfriend on top of a 40 hour work week or more and it just it just built up and then on top of the fact that we both knew that like long term she was going to be in LA for a hot minute and I was going to be in San Diego for a hot minute because I just started my new job mm -hmm. and and it just like long term we were I mean, mostly me. I I shouldn't say we because that's not fair. She has a mic; she can speak for herself. <laughs> but lo like long term, I'm sitting here like I I don't think I can do this for 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 a long period of time. Like I'm not as strong as Will and Megan apparently because they did it. Yeah, they I... did it like on the reg and they made it seem easy. And they, but I think it also helped they had weekends off for sure. Yeah, that that's a huge thing. But I will say I do think that you say we, but I feel like it was you. I, I do think it was me. I do. Because I like, I am very big on like, like time spent together. That's a very big thing for me. So when, 
I'm I'm not seeing a person for like a month at a time or three weeks at a time. It 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 adds up. I get yeah. I get I get frustrated with the situation. Yeah. Like I don't want to be with somebody I can't see for you know three weeks at a time or it's it's very hard for me logically to you know like not see them for like three weeks, see them for two days, and then disappear for another two weeks. Yeah. Like it's very hard to deal with. To take a step back. I mean, our experience dating from, like, L.A. to Carlsbad wasn't the first time that you dated long distance. I guess I'm interested to hear, like, that was even longer distance. So how did you deal with that? It didn't go well. Mm -hmm. uh, it was very similar to the point of the communication was the big thing. Mm -hmm. She was very adamant on talking daily. Mm -hmm. One of her biggest pet peeves for me was that she wanted to text all day. And then at the end of like texting all day, whether I was at work or whatever it was, she would call me mm -hmm. later that night, FaceTime or whatever. And she would tell me the exact same thing mm -hmm. that she had texted me all day. Yeah. And you have to remember, like I said earlier, that it, I, I need like space. Basically, I need to not think about the person that I'm missing. Mm -hmm. So when I'm sitting here missing somebody and they're constantly like, in my ear like reminding me they're gone and here's what they're doing and all this stuff and I really just want them with me it really just it just puts me in a very negative headspace yeah. so it was very hard for me to like consistently like almost every day like text 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 and then sure enough I get off work and here comes a phone call and it was like on routine. And I, I asked like so many times, just like, please just give me like a little bit of space. Like yeah. you can text me all day or we can talk at the end of the day, but please don't do both. Like, just give me like a little bit of something. And, and she was very unwilling to make that change. Yeah. She didn't understand why I wanted that. Yeah. And I tried to explain it and we were just on different pages so communication was a big problem. The fact that she was on an island yeah. that that cost 500 bucks to fly to. Yeah, and for so. those of you who don't know, that's Hawaii. Um, that made it very difficult for like a weekend like getaway. Yeah, totally. Like there's no just like driving up to LA and like going and seeing them. It was like a legitimate like if you're flying out there, make it a thing. I went to Hawaii one time. I went for three weeks. Mm -hmm. I figured I'd make it a whole deal. Yeah. And... Yeah, it just, it just, it, the, the distance, just the lack of communication, not really like the lack of it, but just like the not being on the same page really just built up. And then on top of that, some other things happened that, um, I'm not really comfortable talking about and yeah, that just kind of, it made it happen. And, uh, we try to be friends mm -hmm. and it's, it's, it's not great. If I'm being a hundred percent honest, yeah. like a lot of people have <laughs> informed me very clearly. And I think you included that her being around is a bad fucking idea. And I still, I don't know. There's just, it's, it's very hard to just terminate something that didn't have a very negative ending. Yeah. I totally get that. And like, I mean, here we are, yeah. we ha we haven't dated in, I don't even, uh, yeah, in like six months, seven months, mm -hmm. we haven't dated in seven months and we're doing a podcast at one in the morning in my old empty, <laughs> in my old empty house and everything's cool. Yeah. Like 
she doesn't want to punch me in the face that much. Yeah. You know, I, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, you know, like we've, we're having a good night and this is what I mean is like, I can have friendships with people Mm -hmm. that I've dated. I think I can do it. Like it's not, Mm -hmm. as long as it doesn't affect my relationship currently, I don't understand why it's not a problem, but I also do understand why it could be a problem. I guess it's kind of interesting because I think that we didn't end on bad terms by any means. Right. We only ended because of a circumstance, which in one way makes it difficult, right? Because then it's like, oh, that's sad that the only thing that made it not work isn't anything to do with compatibility necessarily. It's really just like this other logistical thing that isn't going to change. But I guess I did actually want to talk about the fact that we are quite different I feel like that's come up repeatedly over the course of the podcast. Right. And so one thing that was brought up to me after we finished dating was the thought that maybe the fact that we had the distance between us, it kind of like lessened the impact that our differences would have had. So to give an example, there was this time when it came up actually for the very first time to LA Mm -hmm. and we were at my place and we watched a movie before we went out to dinner and we watched Always Be My Maybe, which for those of you who haven't watched, it's like a fine enough cute Netflix movie. But the main scene that makes this relevant is that one of the characters ends up dating Keanu Reeves and he's playing Keanu Reeves in the movie. And the whole thing is he takes them to this bougie ass restaurant and it's like this trope of a really crazy restaurant where everything's really expensive, but you don't get anything for your money and like you don't know what any of the ingredients are. Yeah, you get like three pieces of leaves for like a hundred dollars and then they call it a salad or something. Yes, that kind of thing. And they're, like, making fun of, like, the L.A. culture. Yes. But, you know, it took place in San Francisco, but... Right. Like the, but, yeah, it is yeah. more like the L.A. culture. They're make, yeah, they're making fun of the whole hipstery, trendy culture. That's what I'm getting at. Not just L.A. Yeah. They yeah. both suck, to be real. San okay. Francisco and L.A. So, anyway, at, we watched this movie, and then it's like, oh, we should go to dinner. Like, we're both hungry. And I had done some research of, like, where can we go that's, like, really cute. And so I live right by the metro station, and so we metroed. It was one stop over from my place. We walk to the metro, we go to this place, and to be fair, it is super cute. It's on a rooftop. It's called Margo. It was pretty nice. Like, the initial, like, walk-in, you're like, oh, this place is dope. Yeah, great ambiance. Right. So we go. I was so excited. It had a rooftop bar. And so before we go to the rooftop bar, we start ordering dinner. And as we're ordering dinner, I start to realize... I am Keanu Reeves from Always Be My <laughs> And I brought him to this place that's like, literally, it wasn't as crazy, but we ordered beef tartare. And if you're still listening from the beginning, that was a reference specifically to this restaurant that Nick made earlier. <laughs> literally, it was beef tartare. It was like 30 something dollars. And there's like no food on the plate. Yeah. I So to be fair, they bring out the menu and I'm looking at it. And I'm like, I don't know what any of this is. <laughs> And that's a big red flag, number one for me, is I'm sitting here going, I have no clue what any of this is. I'm like looking at like, I'm sorry, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I guess I'm just that much of like a hick or something <laughs> that I have like, I don't know what beef turtur is or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I have no clue. And I'm sitting here like looking at this menu, just trying to read the ingredients. <laughs> and I think one of them said ham. And I was like, sold, you yeah. know, <laughs> sign, sign me up for some ham. And they literally take my order and they come back with like this plate and like there's some leaves on it and there's like six slices of ham. They were tiny slices. Yeah. Like somebody like just straight took like a sandwich, 
like thing and just sliced it six times and threw it on a plate and was like, boom, son, you give go. me your money. That and I was crazy. like, what? Yeah. Like, and I looked at her and she was like, oh my God. I was very nervous, <laughs> honestly, especially because it was his first time visiting me in LA and it was the first restaurant we went to during the weekend trip. It was bad. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, um, I'm a big boy. So, uh, six pieces of ham ain't going to cut it. <laughs> but I have to say, it was a nice experience overall, and we had the whole bar to ourselves afterwards. We moved outside, and yeah. the were delicious. You're not wrong. Like, we made the most of it. Like, the outside portion where we're, like, we're getting drinks brought to us, we're sitting by a fire, mm-hmm. you know, we have this nice view of the metro. <laughs> well, I mean, it was like the metro, but like also there was like a little skyline. Yeah, like it wasn't like the dope nice. LA skyline, but it was nice. It was definitely like a nice little setting in the middle of like this area that you would have never guessed it was in. Yeah. So it was actually really nice. Like I think if I remember correctly, we were the last ones to leave. We were. Yeah. We closed, we, it, down. We closed it down. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing is, so one of my old coworkers, she was like, "Yeah, I'm trying to find a place to take my boyfriend for his thirtieth. I was thinking of Margo. Do you think that's a good place?" And I was like, save that for your girlfriends. Your boyfriend is not going to appreciate that to the fullest, honestly. Right. Um, Unless he doesn't want to eat. If he doesn't want to eat, then he's going to have a great time with a great view. (laughs) If he wants to eat, he should definitely not go there. Yeah. I digress. So the whole thing is like, that is kind of like one of the key differences between us. It's like, I'm always looking to try a new restaurant and I'm always looking for the ambiance of like, sometimes I might go to a place that's fancier. And honestly, that's where all my money goes is like food and drinks. Right. Whereas I feel like you have your like set go-tos for like where you want to eat. Oh yeah. I mean, I'll tell you simple. Yeah. Straight up as like an example. I mean, look what we ate tonight. We went and got a taco shop and, mm-hmm. and that's it. You yeah. know, like we had some beer, taco shop. That's my dream night right there. <laughs> there there's no, there's no anxiety. There's no stress. I don't have to worry about like, like anything. It's literally like I hit a drive through. We get some bomb food yeah, and we bomb. like, and if we weren't doing a podcast, we'd probably watch a movie and pass out yeah. and it would be a great night. I consider that a really great night. Nick is the girl who says, feed me tacos and fuck yeah (laughs) um so yeah i guess like that's one difference and i feel like when you visit someone and you're in their city it's kind of like you came to la we did the whole marco thing and went to this bougie rooftop and then when i would come to san diego i mean i will admit there were times when i'd force you to go to places where you would (laughs) cook some more at the table but also but to be fair fireplace was nice it was nice it was super nice it was a nice place um but then there were also times where you know we would just stay home all day and like watch a movie and then go get food and then come back so i feel like there's this interesting thing where like when you're on someone else's home turf you're kind of doing what they want to do it's like whoa i'm visiting them we're in their city this is what they would do i just want to spend time with them so this is what we're going to do no, right. You did a really great job of, of embracing my like quality time, physical touch aspect where mm-hmm. like we didn't have to do much. We didn't have to go do something like exuberant or flashy or get all done up, yeah. especially when we came here. Like it was like, it was yoga pants and mm-hmm. move, it was yoga pants and Netflix. Yeah. You know, it was, it was nothing. Netflix and chill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Please don't be listening to this. This is mom. <laughs> I'll tell her to skip this one. She doesn't need to hear this. Um, but one thing I wonder is, was that feasible? Because we were visiting each other and he's like, I'm just so happy to see them. 
what if we lived in the same city? And I'm not saying San Diego or LA, but like, let's say a totally neutral city where you still want to do the same thing and you still want to stay at home most of the time and I still want to explore and go to these big, loud, crazy places. For example, I tried to take Nick to the Whaler and... For those who don't know, the Whaler is always a shit show, actually. And <laughs> I took him there on a Sunday. I'd never been on a Sunday. Sure enough, we go there. It's more crowded than I thought. It was, like, very busy, like, packed full of people who were just wasted. And we actually ended up walking out because you were like, I'm not into this at all. So, yeah, we literally walked out. We didn't even order a drink. Yeah, she went upstairs because she's a little more of a agile person for these kind of crowds she fits through like people's legs and stuff like no problem <laughs> she goes upstairs and i'm kind of at this point just standing outside like just give me like the code you mm-hmm. know like like Better wave not. something out the window like i'm not going in until i know yeah I'm just talking to the bouncer for a second and she comes down and she's like yeah we're not doing this yeah and, and it's too much and then we just like walked and we just found this place that was just like kind of empty yeah it was pretty empty but it was it was nice. They had good music. Aside from that place, which we both agreed, that was just so great. But like, do you think it's possible that if we both lived in the same city, it could have caused problems if time and time again, I want to do all these social things that are triggering for you and you always want to have weekends at home? Uh, honestly, no. You really don't think so? Nope. Why are you so confident with that answer? Because um, I'm pretty good with the whole give and take aspect of things. Mm -hmm. If I can look at things mentally and be like, she's not pushing for this every time we hang out, Mm -hmm. I have no problem compromising and being like, okay, like you're making me go out this weekend, but next weekend we ain't doing a damn thing. Yeah. We are not doing, like we're not, don't even look outside. We would just have like a chill weekend, but like I have, I'm really good with the the give and take. Like I don't. I'm not going to control the whole relationship and be like, don't even think about inviting me out somewhere because, <laughs> God, I don't want to do that. I'll just yeah. tell you, like, I'm stressed out or something, but I'm still going to go. And as long as you don't, like, try to drag me into awkward social situations, like dancing on the dance floor when I'm totally sober, yeah. like, I I think there's, like, give and take. Mm-hmm. It, like, you just got to respect, like, when I'm feeling... If I'm feeling antisocial and I'm not feeling like Mexico Nick and getting fucking crazy on the dance floor mm-hmm. dressed as the devil, <laughs> and I just kind of want to just like post up and just like listen to some music and relax and have a drink, then you got it. Like you can go on the dance floor, you can make some new friends. I'm not going to get pissed. Yeah. You know, like until a dude like grabs your ass and tries to take you home, <laughs> like I'm not going to, you can do whatever you want. You're, you're an adult. As long as like at the end of the night, like you're happy and I'm happy, I'm not going to. Be like, you know, making a big deal. Like, why the fuck did you make me come here? Yeah, you know, yeah. like, that's stupid. Which is, yeah, that's true. You'd be surprised not all guys are like that, so. I've seen it. I've seen it firsthand. It's, it's just a lack of maturity. Yeah. I think maybe when I was younger, I might have had that same mentality, honestly. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. Very fortunate I was never put in that situation very often at, at a young age. But yeah. what I know now is that I, I would... I, I, like there would be open lines of communication before it happened yeah which is very mature um i also do want to just go back and say the fact that you cited mexico nick i wanted to mention this earlier i really thought you were very different when right. i met you yeah I, I know i was like wow this guy is the life of the party right fucking weird <laughs> i did not like i like like will and i talk about it kaz and i talk about it <laughs> 
We're like, what the fuck happened? Who was he? I'm telling you, it's something in the water. That's why they tell you don't drink the water, because you end up painting yourself red and dancing around like a fucking lunatic. It's wild. It was nuts. I don't, I I still, yeah, I I think I just was, I had some shit going on with my my previous job. Mm -hmm. I just, I just left. And I think like a couple other things were like stressing me out. Um, and I just kind of just said, fuck it. I'm just going to like let loose and try to have fun and not worry about a damn thing I have going on back home. And that's kind of just what came out was that fucking lunatic. Well, I appreciated it. And I also have to say that the fact that you saw me blackout drunk, (laughs) such a mess. And two days later, you're like, oh yeah, I guess I'll keep like seeing this girl. I was like, wow. You know, I've seen a lot of people like fucking blackout drunk and Mm -hmm. just just sloppy, stupid, Mm -hmm. especially like when we were talking about earlier, we're living in PV and people just calling me up in the middle of the night. Like, I think it's just like a totally different thing. So are you saying I was better or worse than this? Oh, way better. Like, like, like that's what was so crazy about you. Like you kind of mentioned it when you woke up the next morning and you were like, I don't really remember a lot of stuff, which is why I had to show you like pictures, <laughs> you know, was like, cause I know you remember playing pool, yeah. but I know once we got in that club and you got into like that, that yeah. VIP section with that wedding party, it was fucking game was over gone. for you and your roommate. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're sitting there like talking about it and you're like, I don't remember a damn thing, but you were like extremely classy like, through the entire drunken, like, outing. Like, you didn't do anything stupid. Oh, like, nice. most people might puke or, f- like, just start going nuts, you know? Mm-hmm. Just, like, filters gone. I'm going fucking buck wild and, like, <laughs> running around this club or something. And you yeah. kind of just, like, we're just, like, sitting on, the, like, the VIP thing, drinking your drink and just kind of, like, rocking back and <laughs> forth. And, you know, like, I think the only time you got up past a certain point was to take the pictures with the devil mm-hmm. and and then use the restroom that one time where you kind of got lost. Yeah. And luckily, like like I said, like I saw, saw your, the hair bobbing around. Yeah, I saw the head bobbing in the, in the second row of the other side. And I was like, <laughs> she is lost. She's about to get taken. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I honestly think those might have been, like, exact words that were said. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, for the most part, like, you held yourself really well during your drunken outings which was like really cool i think i really like i don't know if enjoyed seeing that is the right word but like it was definitely like, won't go that far but it was like it was really nice to see someone who could like handle their shit even when they're like fucked up because like i can openly admit that when i get like stupid blacked out drunk to the point where i don't remember shit mm-hmm. i really get worried about what i did the night before mm-hmm. and i feel like you handle yourself so well that like maybe you don't have that same anxiety i'm sure you do a little bit a little bit yeah. I, I definitely did the next morning. Yeah, but like you didn't do anything crazy. Well, let it be you heard here first. I may be a little bit of a mess, but I'm a classy mess. Classy. The, the classiest of class. Wow. Didn't even have to say it myself. So I feel like for the sake of ourselves and for the sake of whichever listeners are still tuned in, we should <laughs> wrap it up. But I can't let you go without playing a game. And the game that I would like to play is Red Flag Deal Breaker. The hypothetical scenario is that you're dating somebody and everything about her is great. You're really happy in the relationship, but she has this one quality. And so you have to ask yourself, is this a red flag where you're like, oh, this is my deal, but I'll keep dating her and like just take note of it. Or are you just out? Mm-hmm. So just answer honestly. You know, we've already been pretty raw on this podcast. Right. So, so do I just say like red flag or, or, or no, we're, we're good. Well, red, red flag or deal breaker. 
It's the same thing, isn't it? No, the deal breaker is like, I'm not dating you anymore. Oh, it's like, I'm ending it. The red so flag it's either is like, like, I've taken note of this, <laughs> I'll continue dating you and see what other red flags come up. Alright, I'll, I'll even throw in like, oh, we're good. Yeah, like, you do a like not, Yeah. Like, it could be a positive. It could yeah. be great. That's fair. Right, it's definitely not going to be, but because it's a game, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it might be. Okay, so... I themed these around stereotypical LA things. Oh, fuck. So stereotypes about what an LA girl might do or how she might behave. Deal breaker. And I would just like to say I did not write this in my image. Red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag, deal breaker. Okay, rude. So (laughs) one of them, starting off easy, she reads and follows her horoscope daily. Oh, God. (laughs) How strong, can I ask questions on it? Yeah, absolutely. How strongly does she believe in the horoscope thing? Like, I mean, she tries to follow it. Well, like there's following it, but then there's also like, oh, you're like a Pisces and I'm like a something we don't match. Like, I I would say, obviously like she's already dating you. So I mean, it's not so, so far it's a, be... it's a red flag, but if you're like, she's super, super into it, it's a deal breaker. What if it's like to the point where she follows hers, whatever, but then she also like reads yours and tries to be like, ooh, watch out, like you might have a bad day at work today. That doesn't that's a red flag. It's okay. a red flag, but it's not a deal breaker. As long as she's not like preaching it, like if she's not living her life by it, it's just a red flag. Okay. Okay. So it could become a deal breaker, but not Yeah, a like if she's like you're such a fucking Leo. Like why do you have to like I'm gonna be like, yo, I'm not. <laughs> like I'm my own person. Yeah. Like, Don't get, put me in a box. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm already in my own fucking box. It's called being an introvert. God damn it. Don't put me in another one. Fair. Okay, so taking it a step further. What if she keeps, like, healing crystals next to her bed? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You laugh, but this I think is a I, thing. I'm going to go, uh, that's just a red flag. Because this is a separate, we're talking like a separate person. Yeah, it's a new person, right? It's not horoscope plus. Yeah, it's just a red flag. What if it was horoscope plus crystals? Fucking gone. Okay, so that's too much. This is a pretty straightforward one. What if she's vegan? Oh, it's 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 like I don't know. Red flag sounds mean. It it would be based on how she handles. Like if she's Mm -hmm. trying to like force me to switch. Yeah. Gone. I guess it's, okay, what, one interesting thing, like, what would she eat at Vallarta? You would try to take her there, and then she'd be like, oh, you know, I can't eat anything. Well, the other thing, I guess, like, if they, I think they have to have something vegan-ish there for being, like, super specific. No, what would they have? Like, salad or something? They have Salad? S- they have s- salad at Vallarta? Yeah. Hmm. Where's but, cooked in lard? Yeah, it probably is. <laughs> but to that point, like the only time being a vegan is a deal breaker for me is if you're like forcing it down my throat. Like okay. if you're like, you need to be a vegan right now, mm-hmm. then I'm fucking gone. Yeah. Like don't force your <laughs> lifestyle <laughs> upon me. Yeah. Like if I want to go to Vallarta, I have no problem driving through like the plant power or whatever <laughs> they call it, drive through too, to get you something. Yeah. Like, and I will have no problem. I've ate at that place before. Oh, that's a real place that you're citing. Oh yeah, it's a it's a vegan burger place or something like plant something. Mm-hmm. It's it's like all like fake plant burgers or something. But okay. It's not great. It's not horrible. Yeah. Like and they have shakes too that are chocolate and vegan. And I'm like, I'll fuck with some chocolate. <laughs> 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 Had to do it. Um, you just winked at me, so there's that. Boom. <laughs> That's called a game, Got folks. Em. Okay, so I think based on your last answer, you I know the answer to this. 
She tries to force you to start attending her yoga class. Deal breaker? Yeah. Don't force me to do stuff. If you want to encourage me to join you, that's cool. If what if she like guilts you? There's no guilt. It's not gonna work. I understand my body. I am not. I don't have a yoga body. I've tried to do yoga in P90X. <laughs> it is. It is not easy. Everyone has a yoga body if they try hard enough. Bullshit. <laughs> you have not seen me try to do uh, any of those poses. It's not pleasurable for anybody. Oh my gosh. Um, okay, so that's the first deal breaker. All right. So stepping it up a little bit. They take pictures of your food before every meal, but it's to support a mildly successful food blog. That's fine. Yeah? Yeah, it's not, not even, even a red flag. Not even a red flag. Like, if, okay. she, if she's really that passionate about this thing, and, like, she wants to take a picture of some, like, dope-looking food, she can take a picture. Like, I think, like, I might get annoyed if it was, like, a video blog, and she's like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> look at what me and my boyfriend are eating. Isn't this great, honey? Tell me how great this is. Okay. And I'm like, I don't know. I haven't then ate it out. yet. Yeah, and then I'm, yeah. I'll give it like three times. Yeah. And then I'm gone. Yeah. And that's being that'd generous. Be really yeah. Okay. So she has a full time job, but she regularly attends casting calls for reality shows. <laughs> These are great. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, how long is a casting call? I have no clue. It's like, I don't, I've never been to one, but I would imagine it's at least a full day. So it might oh, be like, shit. So it's like maybe once a month she's like, oh, I can't hang out Saturday. I have to go to Long Beach for this bachelor casting call. Shit. Um, well, also that would be a red flag because why is she trying to go on The Bachelor? Right, yeah. She oh, has, well, yeah, that show specifically, I'd be pretty Yeah, bad. so that was a poor example, but let's say I know it's what not you The Bachelor. I, like yeah. a movie or something. Yeah. I mean, you kind of answered one of my concerns already was that... Like, Does she have work? Well, free time. Like if she's already working a full-time job... Mm, yeah. like. And I, so are we assuming that she and I are in the same city at this point? Yes. Okay. Well, that's nice. Because if we weren't, then I'm out. I mean, then she has no time at all. Yeah, she has no time. Like, thanks yeah. for the Sunday in between your casting calls. Wait, so is a red flag or deal breaker? <laughs> it's a red flag. Okay. Again, because it, you live in the same city. Yeah, as long as we're in the same city, it's like negotiable. Yeah. But it's definitely like it's trending in the wrong direction. Yeah. Like, I feel like, again, that kind of goes with like the food critic thing or mm -hmm. food blog thing. Or like she's very passionate about trying to make it happen. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, nah, stop trying to be an actor or yeah. An actress. Yeah. So. That's fair. Would it depend on what reality show it is? Obviously no dating shows because that's problematic. Yeah. I mean, that, that would be a deal breaker. Like if she's going on that blind, whatever. Love like, is blind. Yeah, Love is Blind or, uh, you know, The Bachelor. If she's going on that, that's a big red flag. <laughs> yeah, she's like basically saying, I'm over this as soon as I become famous. Right. Like the most I could deal with is if it was like a dating show with like a fat grand prize at the end, like cash wise. And I could be like, fucking do your thing. And then bring it back and we can go on a sick vacation. Right. Or get like 12 pieces of ham instead of six. Pieces. You know, let's ball out. You know, that's where, yeah. that's where it would be a fucking... Treat yourself. Yeah, exactly. Then I'd be like, all right, you can you can kiss that dude for TV. So you would whore your girlfriend out? It's not really whoring her out. She it literally is. She, you said for money. She, she made the choice beforehand. That's I'm just saying that's the only time I'd really be cool with it. That's not me going, like, get on that TV show and fucking earn that money. That's whoring her out. <laughs> I'm saying, like, I will support her as long her as... decision to whore herself out. Right. As long as there's, like, a cash prize at the end, she's not just looking for an excuse to go, like, make out with a bunch of dudes. Fair. Okay. So I have one more question. Red flag or deal breaker? 
She keeps trying to take you bougie restaurants with a scene and an expensive menu. Uh, it's a red flag. Okay. It's a red flag, but it's not a deal breaker because, you know, like you could still have a nice night, but it doesn't mean like that, like every night is going to be bougie and whatever. Like she can try. Yeah. But that's where like, it depends on the person. Like if she's willing to like hear like, Hey, I don't want to go. And she's cool with hearing that. Then. You know, it's, it's, it's cool. But if she's sitting here like, no, I only go to these places, blah, blah, blah. Then like, yeah, we're fucked. Yeah. Yeah. So you heard of your first ladies. You can take your man to Margo, but only if you're willing to go to Vallarta every now and then. (laughs) Yeah. Um, thank you for recording this marathon episode with me. It was cool. I had fun. Tomorrow's going to suck, but I think it was worth it. Oh, tomorrow's going to suck so hard. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be like, yeah, top five worst days ever. It's cool though. Please pray for us. Yeah. All right. Have a great night. Bye. Wash your hands, motherfuckers. If you like what you heard or you're just looking for something to help you combat the Sunday scaries and make you feel better about your own life in the process, hit subscribe for new episodes of Interstates and Heartbreak every Sunday. You can also follow Interstates and Heartbreak on Instagram for tongue-in-cheek interpretations of men's dating profiles as told by my inner Carrie.